Welcome to Gia's Italian Kitchen's podcast, where we share episodes and tips with you from our most amazing family recipes of Northern Italy. We do things differently. No more having to guess at internet recipes or rewind TV shows. We chop, dice, and create together and prepare you ahead of time. Let's get cooking. Hi, thanks for joining us on Gia's Italian Kitchen podcast, or if you're watching this on video, maybe we're pushing this out on video. <laughs> Um, I am here today with Erica from Tura Lura, and we are going to talk about her new business and find out how she got started and kind of what motivates you to uh, to get to that point of success. So thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we've actually just met earlier this year. So this is going to, I know we talked a lot. Um, the first time that, that we yes. were hanging out, but um, <laughs> I know that there's a lot more to learn. So um, tell me, how did you, how did this get started? Yeah. So um, I always like to tell people I'm an educator and an artist. That's always been like the thread throughout my entire life. So I've worked in higher education for over a decade and always on the side had art in my life. And for a long time, that was teaching dance and teaching yoga and performing locally. And after I had my kids, I had a hip tear that kind of flared its head. And so I couldn't do what I used to do. And um, my second child was born about six weeks into the pandemic. And like a lot of people during those early days when we were at home, I had to channel my creativity. And because movement was something I was navigating with the hip tear and having a newborn and having a toddler, I started playing around with my bucket list of other artistic endeavors. And for me, that was making concrete, um, which is an art form, and then also making candles. And it was kind of fun because I was able to merge these two. So I was creating these concrete vessels and I started putting candles in them. And this is again, when like supply chain was not really great. So I was making my own unique little candles um, just for fun, just for a hobby. Yeah, you have one. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was kind of fulfilling and, you know, I could spend a lot of time and energy, um, usually late at night after the kids were in bed yeah. and it was really accidental. Like I always say, I'm an accidental entrepreneur. Um, I, because I had been so involved in the arts, follow all the like artist grants in our area. And I saw a call for, um, public art grants through public health and, um, kind of, thought it was going to be a long shot and applied for it. And it was a really good fit. And I ended up making wow. hundreds of candles. And that really gave me the confidence to say, I want to try this small business thing out. I think, I think I could do this. And that was a little over a year ago. Um, so I've had my company for a year now and I've grown from offering candles that um, are all handcrafted and handmade by me here in Iowa using local items to offering candle pour bar classes um, in Iowa City and now coming to Cedar Rapids. So that's been a yeah, big we're gonna talk about that. I want to hear, yeah. hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you how was making concrete like on your list of, hey, these are things I want to learn how to do. <laughs> like that's such an interesting bucket list. I know. Yeah, it is. Um I love to DIY. I love to take on projects um, that seem really intimidating and kind of break it down into like steps for me to achieve it. I think it's just how my brain works as I see a project and I can kind of backwards plan how to create something. So when I think about like 
different art projects I want to do. Concrete was just on there because I think it's making a comeback. It's, you know, kind of mid-century modern. Like there's okay. concrete elements when you go into like arch- like architecture places. Like it's concrete's being incorporated in really cool ways with home decor. And so I thought to myself, that would be really cool to learn how to make that. Um, yeah. So it was just, it was on my list and like, it was one of the many things and it just kind of stuck because not many people around here were doing concrete work. So yeah, it's just kind of stuck. And then the candles mm-hmm. are, that's a, a wonderful thing to, to make DIY, but then how did you think to combine the two? Yeah. So I think, again, this was rooted in kind of my experience and what I heard other people saying during those early days of the pandemic is we were so isolated from each other. We weren't in community. We weren't in connection. And so I remember, especially when I was like teaching myself how to do it, I was watching a lot of YouTube. I was doing a lot of research and I kept making mistakes and I kept having like these like crumbly like candles. And I was like, I wish I could learn from somebody. I wish I could do this with somebody. And it kind of again, was just one of those magical things that happened where I had the idea in my head. I I started talking about it with people I um, knew in the entrepreneur community and somebody introduced me to um, uh, a woman, her name's Emily, who owns the greenhouse in Iowa city. And she was um, opening her space and was hoping to have some programming. I was somebody looking for space to host a program in and we just really developed a beautiful relationship. And so now pretty much every couple of weeks, I'm hosting um, events there at the greenhouse for candle tours. Oh, wow. And it's really, it's it's a time, like I, I always say to people, we have three goals. I'm going to teach you a little bit about the basics of candle making. I want you to make your own beautiful custom candle. So we'll blend the fragrances. You'll learn the basics. You can do this at home if you want to. But the third thing is, is like, let's have fun together. Let's be together in community, laughing, socializing, enjoying each other. So it was just, again, one of those ideas that has come to fruition. And sometimes it's like, like, how did this happen? It was just everything aligned. It was really meant to be. I love that because that's definitely one of one of my foundational pieces is even if you don't like to cook or you're intimidated by cooking, mm-hmm. just coming together and being, well, even if it's virtual or if it's in person, just like stepping out of your normal routine, getting out mm-hmm. of work and just spending time and laughing and, you know, telling stories with mm-hmm. family is, is what brings the positive energy, I think, back to our bodies, you know? Yeah. It's those shared experiences, right? It's those memories that you're making. And so you walk away with, you know, your, your handmade food and items, or you walk away with a candle, but really it's like the memory of that experience. That's so impactful for people. So you just touched on the fragrance piece, but I remember Mm -hmm. when, when I was smelling like all of your shelves and, and they're, they're so beautiful, these combinations of, of scents that you've put together, but so I want you to talk about that, but then also there was one that was in that rose colored um, mm-hmm. jar and I can't <laughs> yeah. remember what was in it, probably champagne and something else, but tell me about <laughs> that because that was my favorite. Yeah. So um, I have uh, three scents that I'm carrying this summer. Um, so the one you're talking about um, is lovingly called Fruit Loops because it has citrus undertones. It has vanilla and cream in it. So it's a blend of natural oils. So these are all clean burning and safe products um, that, uh, again, I use soy wax from here in Iowa. I use oils um, that I get from small businesses in the Midwest. 
And it, it's really fun to play with scents and fragrances and come up with new combinations. Um, some of the other scents that I have right now is the saffron and cedarwood. I think you had liked that one too. It was really deep and earthy mm -hmm. and yeah. um, the sandalwood and cedarwood, like it just comes through and is really, um, really lovely and, and, and deep is how yeah. I describe it, deep and luxurious. And then I always, I, I love the fragrance. It's sea salt and orchid. It's light, it's fresh. It feels like a spa. Oh, so yeah. three different tones. Yeah. yeah. It was just three different tones because, um, after, especially doing all the poor bars that I've done, I've started to notice scent like food is so unique for somebody, right? It triggers memories. It triggers mm -hmm. a lot of different things. What one person loves another person might not. Right. Um, so those three are a pretty good selection of most people respond positively to those and can find right. one of the three that they really resonate with. Yeah. Okay. That, that is so fun. Now, the other thing that, that I love, because I gave this um, to my daughter, was mm -hmm. you've got the candle, but then when the candle comes down, you have the, um, is this macrame? What is, yep, yeah. the macrame, yeah. yeah. And then you put it in the macrame, well, I'm probably going to mess it up here, but you put it in the macrame, and then you can put a succulent in here mm -hmm. as a plant. And I thought that that was ingenious too, because you were making multiple uses for things, so yeah. that once the candle's gone there's still a use for your product. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that idea of being sustainable as much as I can. Cause so much like it's a labor of love to make the concrete. It does take quite a bit mm -hmm. of time and effort to, to get those little pots done. And, um, as I was, as I was experimenting and playing, like I would just keep all of my little candle vessels and I would pop succulents in it. And it just, it, it felt like a good fit. And so the macrame, again, as it like DIY or like, I right, love to try yeah. new things. <laughs> I love to try new knots and experiments and like, it just kind of all formed together. And so that has been something, um, people have appreciated like you, you know, you'll get the macrame and then turn it into something yeah. else. Um, and also I have a, um, a, a line of candles that you can actually just buy the refills for it. So you okay. can just keep your concrete and then pop in a new ah, candle if you need okay. it. So that's okay. just another way to try and be a little bit more sustainable with your purchases. Nice. nice. Yeah. So tell me about, um, when you kind of like not hit the wall, but hit, hit maybe a roadblock or, or you feel, um, like you're coming onto a struggle. How do you yeah. overcome that as a small business owner? Oh, that's a great question. Um, being surrounded by a lot of women in business, women entrepreneurs like yourself, and being able to collectively share and support with each other has been really important. Um, I think leaning into resources that our communities have. Um, I'm based in Iowa City. And so we do have a really strong network of like small businesses and entrepreneurs yeah, that yeah. gather in a, and it's just, it it's something that at the beginning, and I don't know if you resonate with this, but at the beginning, when I was first starting out, I didn't really call myself an entrepreneur. I didn't feel like I fit into that space. I thought that was for, you know, people who were in tech or people who had a lot more experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think that biggest piece of the confidence was something I had to work through. And then I have found this whole network now of people who I can problem solve with as I learn more about the world oh, of I business. Yeah. So is, are the people in that organization all from Iowa City? I, I would say the greater Iowa City area. Um, and so uh, I specifically, um, I went through an entrepreneurial program at Merge in Iowa City called Builders and Backers. It's a nationwide um, 
uh, accelerator program is how it's framed. And so you get coaching and mentorship from people locally, but also they have some national contacts too. And so that I, I always say it was transformative um, for my understanding and growth and development. And again, that confidence piece of like, you can figure this out. You have people who care and can help provide support um, as you go down this journey. So yeah, in Iowa City, um, Merge Merge is a great resource for any um, aspiring entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I need to look into that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know if, if, uh, if there's one up here, but I would, I would think there would be, I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's like the economic development, just in the state of Iowa, finding sure. the little hubs yeah. of people. Um, and again, just like bringing the chair up to the table, right? Like it might not feel like the right fit right away, but maybe there's a contact who can connect you to other places. Yeah. So you have an event coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, pour, yes. right? It's a pour. Yes, a candle pour in Cedar Rapids. Okay, so tell us more about the event. Mm-hmm. I know where it is, but tell us where it is. And then tell us what does that mean? What's a candle pour? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited for this. So on uh, June 25th, which is a Sunday, I'm going to be at the local Grove Market at Ashton Hill Farm. It's a market with about 30 different local vendors who are going to be selling handmade goods, artisan products. And then myself, um, I'm going to be there, but doing a candle pour bar experience. So what that means is that you can come up and find me. I'll be in the loft. We will make our own candles together. I have these beautiful jars. I should have brought some for the video today. These beautiful jars. You can choose your color jar. You choose your color wick trimmer. You blend all the fragrances. I have a ton of summer and, and just beautiful different options for people to choose and and to be able to blend and create their own unique scents. And then while your candle cures, it takes about an hour, you go enjoy the market. There's food, there's vendors, there's again, that beautiful space. So it's just kind of a a fun experience to have. You can come solo, you can bring a friend, it's up to you, um, but we'll be there all day and pouring candles in Cedar Rapids. That is so exciting. Yeah. And that's a great space. That that building is beautiful on the inside. It was very, we went there for a wedding and it was very surprising when we walked inside. I was like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. Gorgeous. And it, I will share, it is a ticketed event. And so um, I'll share the link with you. Um, okay. So you can put that in, in show notes um, so people can get a discount. They, I have a discount code to have okay. entry uh-huh. into the events. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, we'll put all the links to your website, to the event, everything in the in the notes for sure. Perfect. That is so exciting. So you already had one in Iowa City. And how did that go? Yeah, so I've been doing the candle pour bars in Iowa City for about eight or nine months now. Okay, wow. And so on a regular basis, it's happening like every two to three weeks. And then I've been doing wow. some private parties as well. Okay. And those have been filling up. So I just met with um, uh, Emily from the greenhouse and we're planning out a bunch of great fall ones. Okay. So we'll be releasing all of our fall dates in Iowa City with fall fragrances and kind of that fall theme. So okay. um, the nice thing about the candle pour bar too is like, just like cooking, right? Like you can have different themes. You can have different seasons. And so people who've come to one during the spring have come back now for the summer scents and are planning on coming back for the fall scents. So it's again, kind of, you learn the skill, but it's again about that socialization. So right, you can come right. in and just have fun and pour candles. Right. Cause it's way more fun to do it with a group of Together. people. And Together. even if you did learn how to do it, it would be a different experience if you were just going home and trying to do it. Yeah. It's yeah. more fun to do it with friends. Definitely. <laughs> So the greenhouse, is that what it's called? Yep. The greenhouse yeah. in Let's Iowa City. Put the, um, put the, do they have an event page that lists your 
I'll, I'll share both um, my oh. event page on tourlurico.com and then I'll share um, the greenhouse um, website as well, because it's a great space to go to grab a coffee, a cocktail, a mocktail, whatever you want. Um, it's just a beautiful space. That is excellent. That is excellent. So um, tell me, so another, not maybe tough question, but yeah. um, curious question. So tell me um, what has been the greatest thing that you've overcome on this journey in the past couple of years? Hmm. I shared a little bit about the confidence piece. I do yeah. feel like that was a big barrier. I think managing all the things as a mom, I still have my full-time job. I, yeah. I still have a lot of, um, I, I it's like the multi-passionate person, mm-hmm. like how you plan everything in place. And, you know, my kids are very young, three and five. And so the first or the last couple of years has been challenging in terms of like in the early days, all the quarantines and other kind of navigating our, our schedules. That was really hard to make space and time to actually think about what this business could become. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that persisting and finding community and having a really supportive partner that has all led to me being able to create the space and the time to make this small business, not just a hobby, but truly like a business where I show up and I'm reliable and I'm doing things and I'm making like, you know, an impact. That's the biggest thing I want to make an impact. So I, I, I think it was figuring out how to I don't want to use the word balance, but figuring out the flow of what does having a small business look like with everything else going on. I love that. That is so difficult too. And we've had to redefine it in coaching mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the whole family has a different dynamic than mm-hmm. it can So even if you thought you had a balance back here, mm-hmm. that's the apple cart has been, you know, tossed upside down and we're all yeah. going to figure that out again. Yeah. And as a mom, that's really that's really difficult, right? You've got a job, you've got a mom job, you're a wife, and then mm-hmm. you're trying to start a business mm-hmm. on top of your day job. That's tough. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm with, I know exactly where you are. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I think there's been maybe some hiccups and some learning lessons along the way, but I don't know about you. I feel so much more resilient at this point in the journey, mm-hmm. knowing we can do these hard things and we can figure this stuff out and just how important it is to take care of ourselves and have the people around us being our cheerleaders, cheering us mm-hmm. on, telling us that we can, we can do this. That's so important. Having the cheerleaders around you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's, I forget who, who said this, but you know, this is our dream. This isn't necessarily our spouse's dream or our mm-hmm. best friend's dream. And they might support us. Um, but if we surround ourselves with at least positive people, but we still have to follow the dream ourselves because yes. it's, it's our dream. It's not necessarily like they don't feel what we feel. Right. But, mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. least surrounding, pe- surrounding yourself with positive people is going to to help move you forward and, and boost that confidence, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so we've got the poor, but like long mm-hmm. what what's your vision? What is next for Tora Laura? Oh, that's a great question too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I have a brain that is always thinking of a lot of different ideas. And then I try and kind of narrow it down to which ones can I execute on and then lean into the things that are working really well. So I love 
the relationships I've built with the poor bars and seeing how I can bring that to be a more mobile experience. So can I go to Cedar Rapids more often? Um, I'm talking with somebody in Quad Cities about trying a, a poor bar out there. Oh, wow. Um, so it, I think that's going to be the next step is figuring out if there is interest from people in hosting private parties or doing it um, at different venues, how to achieve that um, this coming year and make it still be, um, I always like to make sure it's affordable for the clients, that it's a it's a good space, it's a good time, we can do all those things that we are intending to do together. So that's the big thing for the year. Um, I always keep an eye out for, do I want to look at a space? Do I want to create a space here? Mm -hmm. There's other larger um, metropolitan areas that host and like have their own space. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of keep that in the back of my mind. Um, but it's not something I'm, I'm leaning into too hard at the moment. Um, but we'll see where kind of things go and what opportunities present themselves. So I've gotten the nickname, the candle lady, like recently. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I guess, I guess that works because <laughs> it is all thing candles. But I do, um, in my heart, I, I kind of stepped into the space because of the artist grant, right? And I really um, was trying to figure out how can I support other artists in our area to create more relationships with local small businesses because we have so many in the corridor who buy local and like to support local yeah, artists. Yeah. And so I think with that vision of like, do I want to have a physical location? I'd love to see more um, spaces for local artists to display their work. So that's always kind of on the back burner too, of how can I merge those ideas and maybe bring something to life at some point. Oh, that's so exciting. Are there spaces that um, could be shared? Oh, so that you I, wouldn't have to get your own store? Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I've been exploring a lot um, and doing more work on is um, getting both myself and then um, helping other artists build those um, uh, B2B relationships, so business-to-business -business relationships in the corridor. Um, I think in terms of like shared space, um, there's some collective models um, that have been successful. I think we... Um, have we do have some um, shops in the corridor that do really support local and are doing great work with that. Um, but I also think it's a challenging time for retail um, with the inflation and with kind of the the prices where things are at right now is I've seen a lot of small businesses closing their doors at this time that have had some of those models. And so just kind of watching and learning. And again, I really appreciate the mentorship I've gotten from other entrepreneurs um, and kind of the lessons learned and just taking all of that into consideration as, as I think about, okay, if, if we want to support local artists, we want to build a strong community and keep more money locally. Like what could that look like? So it's an ongoing kind of thing in my brain. <laughs> I love that. You have such a passion for that local Mm -hmm. local support, local ingredients, but local, mm -hmm. local supportive of business. Mm -hmm. that, that is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. and, and Iowa City and, and obviously Cedar Rapids are embracing you with, with open arms. Mm, thank you. That is so exciting. Well, if there is one thing that you would um, want it, people to know about yourself or Twirler that we haven't um, talked about already, what would that be? Oh, that's a great question. I don't think I've talked much about like how I'm a trained educator. <laughs> that's like my day job. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I think I, I come to um, making candles and like creating these shared experiences with all of that in mind. I love the idea of the group development piece of helping people when they come into a space, whether they're coming alone or with other people, how you can enjoy getting to know other new people. And so I get to bring my expertise from like the years of education I've had now into this new space with candles. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. um, I think, yeah, if you join an experience with me, I just, I love to, to see people kind of put themselves out of their comfort zone, get talking to other people, try something new um, and just love to hear about your experience. So if people join me, please let, let's connect. Let's, let's stay in touch. Cause I like to hear the stories that people share. That is beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Erica, owner of Touralura. Um, not the candle lady, but <laughs> <laughs> the candle lady and candle lady and yeah, and cement maker. <laughs> and cement maker. I love it. I love it. So your event is June 25th up here in Cedar Rapids at what's the official name of the location? The local Grove Market at Ashton Hill Farms. Okay. Okay. You can awesome. find all the details at www.tureluraco.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And Thanks, Kelly. Talk to you soon. All right. Good seeing you. Thanks for joining Gia's Italian Kitchen's podcast, where we connect you to loved ones through Italian food. If you'd like to see some past episodes, you can jump on our YouTube channel, Gia's Italian Kitchen, or we've posted the link down in these podcast notes. And for upcoming events and lots of recipes, you can visit our website at giasitaliankitchen.biz, B-I-Z. And if you would like to leave us some comments or requests for this upcoming year, 2023, we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email, kelly at giasitaliankitchen.biz, or send us a note in our website. Talk to you soon. Let's get cooking. <laughs>